When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. I had to fail, had to fall just for what I did well. And there's some stories I can tell you. It is the final word daily. Adam Collins and Jeff Lemon. Day three here at the Basin in Wellington. Jeff, tell us about it in 30 seconds to start. See by super.com.au. Go. Nathan Lyon resumed with us McQuadra and he bashed 41. The night watchman had a good time, didn't make a 50. Uh, Quadra got out for lunch and then a rush a wicket, six for not many. Australia all out for 164. It was Glenn Phillips who took five for 45. Matt Henry took three for. That meant 369 was New Zealand's target. Not impossible, but they've never chased that many. Doesn't look like they will. Lost three wickets along the way, but Rachin Ravindra and Daryl Mitchell put on 52 before the end of the day. They're what, 111 for three? That's it. So they're... 258 runs away from what would be a miraculous victory, a record-breaking victory. New Zealand had never chased this in the fourth innings. This ground's never seen a chase like that. However, last year there was a comeback of 226 runs in the first innings mm-hmm. overturned with England and New Zealand. So there is something about this pitch getting a smidgen easier to bat on yep. deeper into a match. Steve Smith said before that when we were interviewing him on the coverage that um, the spin when the ball got a little bit softer wasn't as pronounced. So yeah. that, that's that's worth mentioning on the way through, although three of the, all of the wickets have fallen to spin like, so far. I like Steve Smith's theories. He, he was like, if the match went five days, it would probably spin less on day five than it did today because the grass would start to die off. Sure. I haven't heard that before, but I'm like, I, you know, I trust you. You know about stuff in a way that, that, that I don't. Um, it seems I'm like, that, that's, that's a theory that seems, sounds plausible. I don't know. Well, spin has been sort of a low-key, really important part of this test match. Nathan Lyons said he didn't think he bowled that yeah. well yesterday, but he's got six for the match already. Well, it, was a high, it was a high-key part of the, uh, today, you know, once it actually came into Once it came into yeah, it, but I mean, yeah. Glenn Phillips didn't get a trundle on the first know, day. Didn't Indeed, he didn't get a bowl on the first innings at all, did he? No. Um, when they were... Not an over. Nary a single <laughs> over was bowled by Glenn Phillips, and and they did bat for, well, a lot of overs. They batted yep. for in the first innings. I have lost my page, but it was over 100 overs, well over 100 it's overs. And we don't need numbers. Not everything needs to be about numbers. It can be about vibes. It was a lot. It was four, for a lot it was of four sessions. That's, that's how many overs sure. they batted for. That, Which that. means it wasn't 120 overs. It was probably about 84. Well, but, extended middle session, first yeah. session yesterday, but the point stands that Phillips couldn't get a trundle despite how much he was waving his arms around trying to get one. Mm-hmm. We know he gives it a rip from having watched him bowl a lot in short-form cricket. We know he's a competitor. We know he attacks the stumps. He's got a really energetic approach yep. to the crease. You combine that yep. with some profligate batting from the Australians after lunch when they lost 6 for 50 gets Mitch Marsh out first ball uh, caught uh, well, he got, he got mm. caught just at short leg, didn't he? Yep. Um, Alex Carey, they set the trap for Carey, two catching covers and two men behind the wicket, first slip and effectively a gully. 
you know exactly what they're trying to do. They're trying to get you out driving. And like within two deliveries of yeah. him going around the wicket to him with that configuration, he picked out Tim Southey in there, which was a boon for them. He mm-hmm. Massive celebration, as it was when he got his fifth wicket when he ran over to Matt Henry like he'd won an Olympic gold medal, which was yep. nice. He said he'd been watching his daughter celebrate uh, I think he's got a six-year-old daughter watching her celebrate when good things happen to her and he just sort of lapsed into being a kid again, which I, I think is quite quite relatable in its yeah. own way. So good on Glenn Phillips for making it count and making it feel like for a second there it was a raging turner, but and, I don't think it's as straightforward as that. But it, well, it did turn a lot, and this was yeah. the thing that I liked, is that when, when he bowled bad deliveries, they were still a bit hard to know what to do yes. with because it turned so far. So he bowled short a bit, but it was spitting across, particularly across the left-handers. Kawaja wasn't sure what to do. I mean, the day starts with Nathan Lyon looking breezy as all hell. Oh. He, he's, not, he's not nailing most of the shots, let's be honest. Most of his fours are coming through the cordon through the squarish part of the cordon so they're not nicks through first slip but they're they're through gully backward point he hits four boundaries in that area smacks a couple through the leg side as well at one point takes Saudi for three in a row they're all through backward point gully um, frustrating for the bowler but basically he was like look anything that's drivable I'll drive it I'll look I made 41 runs and and still hasn't ticked off that 50 he's, he's got the most runs in test cricket by anyone without a half century um, which is interesting unless you count players who made hundreds but not 50s because then Yasir Shah's got 100 but no 50s. <laughs> Gantome? And um, Andy Gantome made 100, yeah, I guess. 100, so there are players with multiple 100s and no... Ravi Bahara's got three tons and no 50s, for instance. Okay. Um, I like the one where you know, most runs without reaching yeah. 50, the most number of test matches without reaching 50, yeah. 128 of those. Second on the list, if you're curious, Kemar Roach, 1,174 yeah. runs. Fred Truman, 981 runs. And Lyon... Oh, Waka I missed Yunus. one here. Waka Yunus, 10 10, 10, 10, 10. 10 out of 10, 10 for Waka. 10, Waka. And Nathan Lyon went past yeah. 1,500 test runs yeah. today. I was big kev I was about to come on commentary with him on 40. Third time in test cricket, he's yeah. reached the 40s. I remember I was on commentary when he got out in to Cape a fat Town. top edge in Cape Town in 2018. Trying and to slap gutted. over cover. He was... He was going, yeah. He went back to Mornay Morkel and tried to pound it over cover. And, of course, that's the sandpaper test. And I just feel like maybe he's cursed. Maybe he's doomed to carry that around for the rest of his career as your highest score was in the test you would least like to remember as an Australian cricketer. And he took his 300th wicket uh, a couple of days after that as mm-hmm. well on, on day four, the day after the sandpaper yep. debacle. Um, and also... Low key. Low key. There's been a lot of lion stadage <laughs> that, that's gone on. Um, but so, just to clarify, Yassir Shah didn't make more runs than Lyon. He's got the most runs of anybody with 100 but no 50s which is 918 just in okay. case anybody was looking that up Lions some got, will Lions got over 1500 1501 runs as of today past it today with, yeah. with no half centuries and, and it kind of twins in with Shane Warne with the most runs without 100 thing you know yeah. the, the two Australian spinners with all the wickets he also took his career average under 30.5 today when he got the wicket of Kane Williamson which I know is something you've been interested in. So he was at 34 before the India tour of 2017, um, and he's brought it down pretty steadily. And especially the last couple of years, he was like 32 before they went to Sri Lanka in 2022, and he's brought it down to 31, and now under 31, and now under 30.5. Is he going to get there? Can he crack the promised land of 29? I worked out during the home summer that his average was as low as it had been since 2012 at one point. So a little bit like Jimmy Anderson, the longer he's played for, well, although Anderson's has ticked up a wee bit in the last 18 months, but Anderson has steadily brought his average down in his his 30s, and the average went below 30 and got to about... I think at its lowest point, 25.5 or something. As right. a spinner, line will never get to there. He did. But he could get, you know, you, you just want him to... I've got to spit this stat out. He did to top score today. Did he? He did top score. And it's the second time in his career he top scored. Where Cape was the Town, other? Cape Town 2011. Good. Made 14. Good, Jeff. I didn't even need to look that up. Good, they, they asked that in the box and I was like, come on. 
I know that. As if I, then I was like, maybe he top scored at Trent Bridge as well because he almost he made nine. Yes. Uh, Clark made ten. Mitch Johnson made thirteen. So he didn't quite top score, but he did. I think they put on the biggest partnership for the tenth wicket. Yeah, when they were all out. And for I like that. You know, you mentioned before the highest score before today being at Cape Town. Mm-hmm. Him top scoring. The only other time was in that calamitous situation in, Cape also Cape in Cape Town. Yeah, yeah. quite. Uh, and today it's, it's a bit different. The energy is different, and Lyon is now such a senior statesman and yeah. such a respected figure in the game. And his career extends so long, right? Like he was playing in the Test match in 2011 when you know, Doug Bracewell beat Australia. Mm. Um, so he yeah, last credit out. to him for that. He was he's, he's, he was the one with his stumps splayed, right. getting looking all sad, kneeling on the ground. Um, yeah. So look, a, a lot went on uh, for Nathan Lyon today, but maybe he'll just never get a 50. Maybe it's not meant to be. Um, yeah, you know, and and Kawaj batted on for a while with Green, and then then just got weirdly aggressive. Like he just absorbed a lot, and then he suddenly he had like three different charges and hoicks against Phillips, and none of them came off. And on the last one, he got stumped. Could tried to get his bat around, it hit the ground and bounced um, in front of the line, so he, he wasn't able to get it back over the line. He gets stumped, and then they come back after the break, and, and Phillips just just keeps picking him off. To me, it just symbolised the change in attitude just nearing lunch. They added two yep. for 100 even in that first session across 27 overs, and it felt like what Kawaja did symbolised to me that they felt like, oh, we've got plenty here. Mm. We're gonna, but, it, it, but declaration batting um, then, okay, they, they, they probably do have enough. Yep. But uh, traditionally, to close out a game, you want a four in front of the target. Mm-hmm. A three in front of the target is... Very unlikely, but yep. as we've documented on the show before, there are far more scores of 300 plus, 350 plus being achieved in the fourth innings, even yeah. in losing efforts. So I reckon it was just a little not bit early. Not by New Zealand, though. They've never not done it. Not by New Zealand, they've, they've but in Test twice. cricket. They've done it twice yeah. ever, I'll give you this. 1994, they chased yep. 324 against Pakistan in Christchurch. Uh, and then in Chattagram, Lisa needs braces, 2008, they chased 317. So twice ever. They chased down 285 last year. So mm. I guess what all I'm saying is, and that was in yeah. possibly here. But that's 100 against Sri Lanka. No, but you've got to accept the point I'm making here, Jeff, is that the scores are being made more regularly that are yes. punchy like this. And that's where Australia, I think, just went too early. They had no, There was no reason to move the game along. I know there, there could be rain in the offing, I think more likely the day after, on day yeah. five, more than day four. Well, but I think it's overnight tonight as well. There's likely to be some, which might be morning tomorrow, but it's supposed to clear by the time we start play. For, and for whatever reason, long-term weather forecasts in this city apparently mean absolutely nothing. So <laughs> we'll, we'll keep a lid on any we speculation about weather. But yeah, you don't want to leave. You don't want to leave. A, you don't want to get into a situation where you, when you're exactly 350 mm-hmm. ahead, Cummins, who should have been out for a second ball duck as well. He was dropped twice on the rope at deep mid-wicket. Yeah. And it, they only get another 19 runs on top of that, mm-hmm. but it could have been all out, bang on, lead being 350. Yeah. And that felt like a little, tiny little turning point mm-hmm. because the uh, the you know, the blood drains out of your face, the drop by Kugelein, he got into position. He did well to get into position before making a complete meal of it and overrunning it. And um, poor old Henry Nichols, who's been dropped from the test side, brought back, in, brought back into the squad. Mm-hmm. He's a great fielder, Nichols, and it was straight down his throat he in and out. He's safe as houses. So he's, yeah. he's right on the on the rope, a deep square leg. He goes reverse cup over his right shoulder. I was like, he's absolutely snaffling this. And then he somehow parried it behind him. Not over for six, thankfully, but but over for four. Well, both of them ended up going for four. So there's eight runs right there that they shouldn't have got. Which Cummins is all Cummins been... got. He was out for eight. Right, so he yeah. should have been out for naught. Uh, and, yeah, it doesn't mean an awful lot in, in the scheme of things, but when you get higher up that yep. um, that pyramid. So that, what, it'll, it'll it mean that one of the players needs to make 150-plus to win, right? What it means is this. What it means is this. Um, Glenn Phillips got Usman Kawaja, Travis Head, Mitchell Marsh, Alex Carey, and Cameron Green. That's a pretty good five for, it for is. your five for 45. Yeah. Um, and he should have had six for, but 
he got Cummins dropped twice. So that's that's the bit that matters. Is that you know I, I feel for Phillips who should have had better figures. Um, my God, I enjoy watching him play cricket. And, yeah. and I kept thinking back to that the Durham Shala game uh, during the World Cup, and it was, I, I looked back over it today because it was absolutely bonkers. Off 13 overs. Australia were 144 for none. They were going at well over 10 and over from the first 13 with Warner and Head going nuts. Phillips comes on. He bowls like one quiet over. Then he gets Warner caught and bowled, 81 off 65 balls. Then the next over he bowls Travis Head, 109 off 67. And then he keeps bowling, gets Steve Smith out as well, bowls 10 straight through, three for 37 off 10 overs in a match where uh, Australia made 389 and New Zealand made 384, was it? Yeah, total Um, shootout. Came down to the last ball. I mean, to to bowl like that, to bowl with that that degree of economy is incredible. And and then, yeah, he did a similar thing here today. It was like, cool, it's turning. I'm going to rip this as hard as I possibly can. I'm going to take wickets I made runs he's got 71 and a fifer and you know who knows the chance to do something else in the second innings starting about pretty well against South Africa a couple of weeks ago but I, I can't see them bringing him back in for Christchurch where spinners go to die they'll keep um, Phillips in the team uh, O'Rourke broke down Kugelheim's yeah. been ineffective um, I, I did see Neil Wagner after play like uh, what are you doing next weekend do you want to play cricket uh, because I would have thought that Wagner's a logical person to yes. ask to play I don't think it'll happen but yeah. uh, they might go to the next generation there are a number of options for New Zealand but I don't think it'll be Satna and that they may need another quick or even indeed two if they're going to play four Um, and I wouldn't see a world where Wagner wouldn't be in the top four if if O'Rourke broke down today that's the reason with it I don't know how badly but he didn't bowl he's got left hamstring soreness awareness I think they call it that hamstring awareness I'm aware you know to be fair I didn't have hamstring awareness until probably my (laughs) mid-30s I never considered that they existed let alone stretched them or injured them because I didn't do anything like strenuous enough to warrant that and then I was like oh I have hamstrings that's annoying I'm aware of them yeah I'm now aware of them Um, we're just trying to raise awareness is a charity for hamstring awareness. Have you considered your hamstrings? Would you like to put some money in my bucket? Anyway, so he's aware of them. Whether that means he can't play in four or five days' time, uh, let's uh, see. But, I mean, yeah, I it's, not, it's not a good sign. Yeah, Billy, oh Billy, he's not going to be the king of Geelong next no, week. They're not going to, sure I think they're not going to risk a, a promising young fast bowler by no. saying, why don't you keep playing with a dodgy hamstring? Especially if they idea. go 1 0 down, right? They go 1 0 down, there's, there's other yeah. considerations in all of that. But yeah, so um, some other names you checked on the way through that Pfeiffer. Green, great catch by Will Young at short yes. league. There's something about Will Young. I can't. I can't um, Forever, William. <laughs> well, in England, it means a different thing. He won like the yeah. equivalent of Australian Idol in the first year. It's oh, yeah. like a massive deal. There was a nice entry in Popitch about um, that, Will Young, right. um, about being a dreadful waiter. He used to get all the numbers, the numbers um, wrongly totted up when he worked okay. as a waiter. Anyway, um, is, is are the you saying he was who, a dumb waiter? Yeah, I am. There you go. Yeah. Um, um, but no, so Green caught it short leg. There was another one caught it short leg. Can't remember Marsh. anymore. Uh, Marsh, that's right. That was the first baller. So well done, Will Young. And, 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 and it was stumped and there was well, one in the deep. Uh, oh, Head took on, um, yeah. took Head. it on, tried to go downtown unsuccessfully. So Head, Head made 29 quickly and that was kind of fine in the context. Why not go after it? Lashed him through cover and through point a few times and then banged one down the ground and got caught. Green 34. So he's made 208 runs for once out in the match. And he may not be him out of the match. The rest of Australia's <laughs> top six of the Conventional top six, not meaning Lyon as the night watchman, made about 170, 175 between them for twice out each. So that's 12 wickets for 175 for all of his teammates, and he's made 208 for one. Okay, I take it back about him maybe not being man of the match. He will be regardless yeah. of what happens from here, unless Lyon takes an eight for an, um, yep. or a nine for a Hadley-esque nine for, um, like it was yeah. in Brisbane Why all not? those years ago. I, Why I don't they get Richard Hadley to play? 
He's well. played in all of New Zealand's wins over Australia Bar too. Get him out here. Next week they're doing a, a 50th mm. anniversary of the first New Zealand win against Australia back in 1974 at Christchurch. So it's a 50 years on from that. Um, and I assume both Hadleys who played mm. in that game will, will be there. I hope so. That'd be nice. I hope so. Um, I'm not sure if their old man's still with us. Probably not. No. Uh, no he'd be, don't believe he'd probably so. probably have three figures on the clock yeah. if he were yeah, he'd, still he'd going. He'd be in Monkey Hornby territory if he was suiting he, yeah. up. Um, but uh, I, just, I wanted to mention the Wu Young catches to get to his dismissal. Okay, yeah. Steve Smith today has gone beyond Mark Waugh. Yes. Only RT Ponting ahead of him with his 196. Five, six. six catches. Four, six. And what a way to go past Mark Ward. That was a fucking Four. blinder. Travis Head, golden Four. arm. Uh, and mm. the way that uh, the way that Smith reacted late and had to go sharp to his left, reminiscent yeah. of the catch he took to get rid of Pajara at indoor this time last year. Albeit mm. that was at leg slip. This was a conventional slip. He'd already caught Williamson at leg slip. A very yep. easy chance because it was guided off the inside edge. Um, but yeah, Smith, that's on the highlight reel. And nearly yeah, took an absolute yeah. screamer off Ravindra, yep. which would have been similar to the diving chance he took in the World Test Championship final at the Oval last year. It just went a bit too quickly to his left, but he thought he could have got it too. Smith was like, oh, it was nearly yep. there. Um, but a reminder that, you know, he missed out yesterday and and um, he's got COVID, yeah. by the way. We, we learned that after play when interviewing him. Um, but yeah, just a reminder that there, he, he's uh, he's also brilliant at that other part of his game. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's and it's not often talked about. Like people don't talk about Smith as one of Australia's greatest fielders. One eighty one, Mark Wall. Like that's iconic. Mark Wall was yeah. the iconic slip catcher, and I know we've talked about it before. But even though Ponting went past him, Mark Wall was still the Australian slipper. And to go past him, Ponting's one ninety four, so he's not far away. Um, and then in terms of the ones who've wrapped up, Joe Warden is ahead of him, and then Raul Dravid on two ten. Yeah. So you could easily catch Dravid, and then it's really. Just a matter of so Joe Root's marginally ahead of Smith as well by eight or ten catches and still playing so it's then it's basically those two right like how long do those <laughs> two play for and who ends up on top of the catch list it's like the Ashwin yeah, line Ashwin bit Lyon they'll thing. go and, and yep. Dosido or Cat yep. and Mouse or whatever you want to say until yep. the end of their careers and I, I would say Root's more likely to play longer than Smith at this stage but Probably. you never know you never know but he might just get bored I don't know yep. uh, he might maybe his scooping days will be done so so just to clarify New Zealand chasing 369 they lose Latham top edging a cut yuck. for eight yuck, bad yuck, shot yuck, yuck, it was yuck. wide Lion bowled short quite a lot today, like especially early. He'd be dragged short far too often um, and didn't really get punished for it. If Conway's fit next week, does Latham get dropped? Oh, it has to be. I'm not dropping he? Will Young. I don't know. There's no. something about Will Young. I, I, there's nothing to back this up. Will it's Young? pure vibes. I saw him yeah. make a, a lovely 100 at the Oval last year in a county game. I just think that for whatever reason, at some stage, he'll click. Will Young's the first one dropped and has been for like the last couple of years. Yeah, he's always, always the first yeah. out. Um, he's, he's sort of taken Henry Nichols' spot as being the one who's first out, and now Henry Nichols is second out, but also subfielding. Uh, it's possible, I suppose. So Latham caught behind for eight. Williamson guides it to leg slip for nine. Um, and then, yeah, the, the one Young caught by Smith off head for 15. So those are the three that have fallen. Um, the, the Kane Williamson thing's interesting. I was just looking through his numbers and I was sort of aware of this conversation but hadn't really given it much thought. Um, against England, Australia and India, he averages like mid to high 30s, which mm-hmm. is not bad. Like it's not a bad record, but it's a, it's a moderate record, right? He's made 800s in 39 games against those countries. And against all the other countries, he's averaging like high 60s to mid 80s. So he's, he's basically averaging 69 against everyone who's not a big three country and then 37 against the big three countries, can I, um, which is interesting. Can I give you some root maths? Sure. Uh, Williamson made 200s against Australia in 2015, yep. one at the Jabber and one, one at, at the, the Flatty. Wacker. The, the Flatty, flatty of the Flatties. The, the pitch that killed Mitchell Johnson. <laughs> if you start the clock from there, 
yeah. to now against Australia. 12 innings, average of 19.9. Yeah. So yeah. it's root maths because, of course, as you fold in the two innings before that, and yeah. he did make 97 against Australia at Christchurch yeah. in, in 2016 where Jackson Bird got him out. Yeah three runs shy of another 100. But, but still, he didn't make a run against Australia yeah. four years ago in Australia, and he's looked um, decidedly sketchy here that it's it, almost Hall of Fame worthy, his first ball today. So Lyon gets Latham with a, you know, a, I wouldn't, oh, it's borderline long hop, right? So it's not a good shot from Latham. It's hard spun, but it's short. Yeah. And next ball, Williamson nearly gets out off about three different edges of the bat. Mm. The ball goes past the edge, yeah. past, past the, the back toe, of the bat, past, past the front the of the bat. So they had to yeah. check Snicko on three separate yeah. occasions. Yeah. And had he fell then, A, it would have been a pretty ugly to, um, way to get on a hat-trick for line. Not that he would have minded, but it would have uh, been a pair having been run out uh, calamitously yesterday. So... Um, mm. uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know where he's going to find any nick from. That took it's, like three balls for that plan to work with the leg slip and the, and the just no time at all. It's interesting that like literally the hottest form of his life, 707 tests, and he comes out here against Australia, scrambled, brain fried, run out first, and then he guides on straight to the catch a second. And I genuinely think he forgot leg slip was there because yeah. he plays the shot, looks around, sees it get caught, and he goes, ah, and he throws his head back like, like he just, it's like he was surprised that it had happened, but he was like, oh, oh I forgot. I that I knew that guy was there and then I forgot that it had happened. I just played the shot anyway. Well, it looks like it was not a shot he would have played if he knew that field was there. Well, the reason Lyons started going around the wicket was because of what you described before. He was just struggling a little bit with his length. So he got pulled by Williamson twice out to the deep backwards square rope, yeah. once for one and once for four. And it, my sense at the time was Lyons just wanted to give himself more of a chance to push the ball across him and try and you know, ideally yeah. go back through the gate. He wasn't bowling for the one court around the corner, but you always have a fielder there if you're lying, if you're bowling from that angle. So it's both a defensive and, a, and an attacking position yeah. at the same time. So, yeah, maybe a bit of a brain fade, but I mean, we all want to see Williamson at his best. He's made eight tonnes in his last mm -hmm. 10 matches, including two doubles, averaging 87 until this week. So, yeah. you know, with any luck next week at Christchurch, it clicks. We all thought with a target of 369, it has to be Williams making Williamson making like kind of half of them, the way that he did when they chased 285 last year and it was the final ball finish and he was 100 plus not out. Yeah. At the end, it was about 150 not out, wasn't it? So he made yeah. more than half the runs but now like next generation is Ravindra yeah and, he Ravindra, looks great. and Mitchell's the number three batter in the world who's been a match winner across the three formats in the last mm -hmm. three or four years for New Zealand next in after that is Blundell who playing on his home ground made runs here against England made 90 odd I think last yep. year against England in the second innings and then if they if those three can combine to get it under mm -hmm. 100 odd and then you unleash Phillips with the uh, fairly punchy tail Henry and Southey only really knowing how to play one way yeah. and who knows whether Kugelheim works or doesn't but nevertheless he'll come in before the fast bowlers then I reckon they're in with a puncher's chance but a lot will hinge on yeah. Ravindra restarting tomorrow and looking as good as he did towards the end of today and Mitchell and Mitchell surviving he looked awful yeah. um, through the first I don't know 45 minutes of his innings he was, he was all over survival. the place he was playing for a long way out yeah. the stumps. Cummins bowled him an absolute scorcher of a spell. A few yep. overs there that Mitchell could do nothing with. He was shuffling around. He was sparring at balls. He, he, the ball was turning from Lyon as well. He could have been out a number of times, but he battled through. Ravindra gets to a half century just before the close and, and looks beautiful in defence and in attack. So there are maybe. There are maybe. Hall of Fame? Let's do it.
Final Word Hall of Fame, where we pick our most final word moments of the day. It's brought to you, as always, by CBUS Super, the superannuation company of choice of the final word. Yeah, do, doing the hands <laughs> gestures. Doing the I'm industry super on, fun hands. I'm standing on Here the back go. of a truck, uh, operating the gas-powered lift in order to symbolise rising returns. 8.89% percent <laughs> We on, had Paul Kelly on the show. Yeah, we did. From Little Things, Big Things Grow. That was yeah. off, that, I don't know whether it still is. For a yeah. long time, it was the, the anthem of the industry funds, which CBUS yeah. is a member of. I'm not going to say that Paul Kelly is with CBUS, because I don't know, but he feels like the kind of guy who would be with Seabus. Well, he wouldn't be. Know? He wouldn't be with the retail fund no. if he's, you know, he's, he's got Seabus vibes. He's got Seabus vibes. So um, yeah, I mean, sort out your superannuation. Why Do not? what Paul Kelly did. Yeah, or may have done. <laughs> <laughs> One of the Paul Kellys. Past performance not a reliable indicator of future performance, and our speculation is not a reliable indicator of reality. Not at all. Seabussuper.com.au. Uh, Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Uh, the bit um, the, it was Glenn Phillips hat trick ball today when uh, he was suiting up to bowl, and everybody in the commentary box was just watching you. <laughs> Being like it's not going to happen. Had the camera out anyway. It's quite a lot. Nice collection of photographs <laughs> I've got now of um, balls that are being bowled to, in yeah. theory, collect the hat trick. Yeah, you, you've you got and like I are knowing full well three dozen hat trick <laughs> ball photos, none of which have come to fruition. Yeah, the bit where uh, Matt Henry goes chasing after Travis Head's shot, which rolls to the boundary rope and stops about four inches inside, and Henry's at absolute full pelt, and he sees it stop, and he's like, "Oh, I don't have to dive to stop that," but then looks up and realizes the fence is right there, mm-hmm. and just runs basically full tilt into the fence, rebounds off it into the field of play, and then picks up the ball to throw it. Um, I've never seen someone chase the ball so hard and then not field it before. That was good. A couple of bits and pieces from, uh, well, Marnus really. First ball of New Zealand's chase. A ball that was going down the league side by you know, quite some way from Mitchell Stark and yep. Marnus went up with a huge appeal. Um, he's hearing things again. That's okay. I, I kind of like it better when Marnus is being I've kind of come full circle on this. I was quite critical of him when he was appealing for everything in the ashes of 21-22. I'm at peace with it now. I like it better when he's a little bit zany. Yeah. Uh, I've got here... Oh, um, <laughs> well, this is probably the most Hall of Fame moment for me today. Um, today was dress-up day at Basin Reserve. Uh, it's a new thing. And as part of dress-up day, a new thing for them here, that is, they had a competition on the ground at lunch uh, where you would go out there in your dress-ups and you mm-hmm. would perform a catwalk of sorts. Yep. Um, our dear friend and colleague, Brett Sunderason, simply went in his normal clothes. Uh, he didn't win. He gave the crowd a spray. They played Jai Ho after, they, after he did it, which was a little bit... Uh, I think yeah. they called him Brat from the Bronx. And uh, then from the box. From, oh, from the box. Yeah. I'm glad I misheard that. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, As cool. in the commentary box. That's good. Yeah, That's yeah. better. That's better than the way yeah. both he and uh, I heard it. Okay. Uh, yeah. And Jai Ho being played, but he did um, do I a little... I didn't realise I'd have to be smoothing things over between <laughs> Barat and, the, and uh, Cricket Wellington. <laughs> he did a mic drop. Yeah. Uh, he, he gave the crowd a spray. <laughs> he tried to play the heel WWF yeah, yeah, he was style. doing the wrestling style thing. Yeah. But, um, but he yeah. didn't win. I just like that he was, yeah, he was just out there in his civvies while everyone else was dressed as a moose or a can of coke yeah. or whatever it was. So um, that's our Hall of Fame today. Any okay, more from you? Just a, just a last one. Because I was looking up most um, runs without a half century, then I was like, who's got the highest batting average having never made a 50? Um, and so then I looked that up. This is, you'll, give me you'll a, never, okay, uh, can you narrow it? Uh, I can give you, uh, you'll never get number one. You okay. might get number two, but, which is someone who played one test in 1979 during World Series cricket. Uh, yeah, I'm going to struggle for a one test 1979. Who shares a name but not a spelling with okay. me? Uh, a, a Jeff. Jeff. Uh, no, Dimmick didn't play just one test match. He played more than that. Uh, I, I don't know. Jeff Moss. Oh, Jeff Moss. Jeff I think Moss. We, we've done Jeff Moss on yeah. Storytime before. I think so. We have, yeah. He yeah. made uh, 38 not out and 22 in his one test, so he averages 60. Um, and then Ken Hoff, or Huff, as in Damien Huff, oh, yeah, or yeah. Hoff, from from Adelaide, a New Zealander. So we've got a New Zealander and an Australian at the top of the pops. Ken Huff in 1959 played two test matches. He made 31 not out, seven and 24 not out. 
Average of 62 in his career, no 50s. There you go. Noted. I'm glad we know this now. Yeah. I hope Nathan gets there one day. He probably won't. No, he probably won't. I um, think today was his best chance. Yeah, we were, we were excited, then we weren't. It was probably the, the most engaging part of another one. No, it wasn't the most engaging no, the part Phillips of the day. Spell was the Phillips the most spell, we, we were all eyes on the that. Crowd the crowd were, were involved. We were up. Um, it's going to take something special. If they hold down 369, we'll be up again tomorrow. Yeah. You can be sure of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow everything we do in all the usual places. If you like what we do, uh, more, than, more than the average speaker, do what a number of people have said to me around the ground and indeed at our Wellington catch-up last yep. night who have joined Patreon because they like what we do and yep. we love them all for it. It was so nice to put some names to faces there. We'll try and do something similar at Christchurch last week. So thanks mm-hmm. for listening. Thank you to Seabus Super for all of their support of us and we will come back tomorrow for what will likely be the final day of this test. Good day night. four, baby. Day four. Fenced in my future questions, my current senses. That'll be the same we've been doing for centuries. Sorry if I ran out to empty, wrote this so you know what I meant. I had to go about it, write it.